I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way, a podcast about the quiet goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. This is a sacred space where we're learning the inefficient gifts of rest, of prayer, and the practice of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. This is a space where we practice paying attention to what's real, the true thing deep down underneath the surface, where love lives. Remembering that sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. I'm grateful you're here making space to be reminded. This is episode 70, 70% hope. Let's go the slow way. When I had little ones, I read every book I could find to shape my philosophy of parenting. Scratch that. I read the first 70%, if that, of all the parenting books. I got the gist of them and moved on. Parenting books are boring. 70%. My hopes of being a 100% good mom ended a long time ago. Or maybe I accepted what I was back in San Francisco in my therapist's office when we talked about how I might survive the anxiety that pinballed around my ribs. The impossible demands of raising a baby with multiple disabilities and the two older boys with their own needs in a city where I had no family. I learned to say a mantra to myself when all felt like too much. I'm a good enough mom. I whispered, throwing the laundry in the wash, making the doctor's appointments, and getting the school forms filled out eventually. A good enough homework helper, a good enough dinner creator, a good enough bedtime reader, a good enough memory maker. I'm a 70% good mom, maybe even 75. How can we know until they've grown? And maybe we won't even then. I failed several times this last week, lost my cool at two of my kids in moments of stress, snapping at one on Halloween because we were late, raising my voice, snatching the phone with its directions out of his hands. He cried. Two days before, one's carelessness caused a leak through the ceiling. Do you even care about this family? I screamed. I wasn't talking about the family, listener. I was talking about the house and how I feel about home repairs. I manipulated my words. I raged and confused my own sense of value. Water damage does not demand soul damage. Do you know what they looked like when they were born? These ones I scream at. Those fingers I snatch phones from in my stress. They both had blue eyes and round noses sandy blonde hair that fell out and came in lighter. Only minutes after they tore from my body, they found my eyes and smelled my skin. And when I spoke hello, their fear of the two bright white lights and the cold blast of purified hospital air faded and they knew me. Skin to skin, we knew each other already. I believe in confession because of this. 
I need to be absolved. I am a good enough parent, but I have failed and will keep failing. My sons accept this sometimes, that their mom loves them and fails, that my sorries will keep flowing as long as I am in their lives. I will try and fail, show up and still show up wrong. All my good intentions, all my love. The morning after I screamed about the careless water leak, he came to my room, dressed already for school, and snuggled up beside me. I had already apologized the night before, but this was another kind of setting things right. He let me wrap my arm around his man body. How secretly that body hides his still child tender center. He was worried no doubt still shaken from our fight. I need you to pray for me, he said. So I did. 70% of a prayer. Someone came into the room before I could finish my thoughts, my hopes for this man boy. I didn't say amen. I'm not sure my prayer for him will ever finish. But we rarely get to finish, do we? 70%? Good enough? Love and apologies and trying again, hoping for grace to soften the edges of the 30%. What else can we do? The truth isn't easy, but it's simple. Maggie Smith writes, and you could make this place beautiful. What is the truth of our attempts at loving one another? I wanted to write this week about Palestine and Israel, the devastation of watching one side protect itself by destroying the other, the story of the world playing out in real time, the brutal killing of one child in the hope of the safety of another. The math never works. We don't really ever protect ourselves by inflicting violence. I know this in my body, and still I screamed violent words at the offender of the water leak. The truth isn't easy, but it's simple. We who see the devastation must, of course, act. We call our congressional representatives and speak with confidence, demanding ceasefires. We send money to the places we hope will continue to stand and serve in the middle of the violence. We write notes to our friends who suffer the very real fear of anti-Semitism. We pray that the powers bigger than ourselves will choose another way. But peace starts with truth in our lives the recognition of violence in our own lives. If we are brave enough to acknowledge our falling short of love, if we're brave enough to say we're sorry, then we can begin to live the wisdom of peace we hope to see in the world. Perhaps our lives will slowly transform the story of everything. It's never easy, this 70% hope. I used to pray that God would transform me so I would stop fumbling that last 30%. And now, I pray for love to saturate my apologies and sometimes for my failures to be softer. Can I pray that for the world as well? Not easy, but true.
Perhaps that's the transformation I'm under. More than halfway through my life and recognizing that the failures of humanity stretch beyond the choices of those in power. If I long for peace, then I must see my humanity caught up in the struggle for good. I'm 70% faithful, but asking for more, more simple truth, more hope, more faithfulness, more love. Maybe that's my prayer for my life, for the world's life, for yours. A slow practice. Today we're going to practice a creative prayer of examine. I owe this original idea to my youth ministry co-leader, Tim, who's been doing something similar with our high school students, drawing comics as a spiritual practice. Take a sheet of paper or a journal and divide the page into two columns. On one side, write what I did. On the other side, write what I hope. Now, take three minutes to write all the things that just happened in the past 24 hours. Good, bad, sweet, sour. You don't have to describe it, just jot down the moments. You can pause this podcast while you do it. When you're done with that, take three minutes to list what you hope on the other side. Maybe what you hope is the result of an encounter on the other column. Maybe it's a hope for the people in your life in the past 24 hours. Maybe what you hope has nothing to do with what happened. Just write it down. Pause this podcast and set a timer for three minutes. Okay, now take another sheet or a page in your journal. Draw a line horizontally through the middle of it. I want you to take five minutes to draw a picture of one of the events you listed in What I Did. With you as the central character, this is one of the rules. You have to be present in the picture, okay? You can draw it however you like. Thinking about a comic sketch is a good way to do it. Pause the episode, set a timer for five minutes. Now set another timer for five minutes. And in those five minutes, I want you to write freely about what's happening in the picture. How did they come to be here? What are they thinking about? What are the people in this drawing hoping for one another? If it's just you, what are you doing, feeling, thinking? And finally, what is your hope for the person or the people in the sketch? Go ahead and pause the episode. Okay, now's when we get to the prayer part. I want you to sit with this comic. Look at it again. And I want you to think about if this practice has brought anything to the surface that wasn't there before. And if it has, take a moment to acknowledge that to God. You can pause the episode or you can just take the next 
10 or 15 seconds to sit in silence. Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us. We're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. That, my friends, is no small thing. Big thanks to Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and the lovely Angelina Marie for editing. And also thanks to Owen Boyette for helping with my social media. My new book, Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole, is now available for pre-order anywhere books are sold. Just a reminder, pre-orders can really affect how booksellers approach my book when it eventually releases in April. And I hope you'll consider clicking on the link in the show notes and supporting me in that way. And while you're thinking about supporting me, why don't you share this podcast or my Substack letter with a friend who you think might enjoy it? Subscribing and sharing goes a long way. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify as well. I want to hear how this practice goes for you. Reach out to me on threads or Instagram at Micah Boyette. And thanks for being here with me. I'll be right back here with you next week. I hope you'll meet me here too. Bye.